Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your leadership development podcast where they share unique insights with the purpose of helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. You can learn more by reading their books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose, or by participating in one of their workshops. All of this and more can be found on their website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. This is your leadership development podcast where we discuss methods to help you achieve your greatest potential. As a reminder, if you'd like to dig deeper into Gapology, we have a video-based e-learning course available on udemy.com. That's U-D-E-M-Y.com. Just search for Gapology. And tonight we have a great topic to share with you. Even with the best laid strategies, we all encounter obstacles from time to time. Our career success, however, is dependent upon how quickly we overcome them, and Gapology provides a powerful structure to do this. Judy and Sarah are going to join us again, and we'll share their strategies as well. So let's get this rolling and start the call. Hey, everybody. Hey, Judy, Sarah, Mark. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. Doing Good. well. Awesome. Excellent. Sweet. Well, we have a great topic to chat about tonight. Uh, This is one that every one of us encounters probably daily in some respects. Um, This one's all about overcoming obstacles with Gapology. And there's kind of a bias out there that obstacles are always a bad thing. And um, in reality, it's, it's really, I think, an opportunity for growth, especially personally, uh, professionally, even as an organization, these are um, great opportunities for growth. And uh, with Gapology, we lay out a wonderful structure. Uh, it's a foundation to really begin with um, when you're trying to go after these obstacles. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into all of this as we get going here. Um, so uh, what do you guys think? Sounds good. Cool. Sound good. Judy, what do you think? I think it's time to overcome some obstacles. Let's go. <laughs> we are not afraid of the call. We are, any obstacles that come about, we'll overcome them. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, all right. So Mark, uh, do you want to take it away? Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Um, so obstacles really are about um, the main thing that Gapology focuses on, you know, overcoming obstacles. They're really just performance gaps, aren't they? You know, mm-hmm. and they represent significant opportunities. So we need to change our mindset. Obstacle- obstacles are opportunities. It's it's just that simple. Uh, There are performance gaps that need to be identified and closed. And what I've seen is in some organizations, we don't want to talk about obstacles. So we look the other way. Uh, They're not popular. Um, They're off limits. Maybe they're the bosses. Their idea created the obstacle, so we can't talk about it here. So you've got to first identify an obstacle to close it, a gap. Identify, then close. So the obstacles have to become a reality. So as leaders, we want to create a culture where we celebrate identifying obstacles and overcoming them. Brian and I had this amazing experience. We went into a retailer. I won't mention their name. And they had a significant obstacle. They were 10% off budget for the year. So Brian and I toured the stores and we determined 
just in walking and talking, that 50%, half of all the product was in the back room. 50% was on the sales floor and 50% was off the sales floor. And they were trending down 10% to budget. So everyone was devastated and they were not overcoming this obstacle of negative 10% to budget. So we started asking the team, what would you do? And they said, well, we got half of our product off the floor and some of it isn't even represented out there. We would rearrange the sales floor this way. So guess what? We listened, we took action, and we moved 30% of additional product to the sales floor. Obstacles were simply the opportunity sitting right there if we just asked questions. One of the things we really focused on was not to give anyone information. We simply asked questions. The amazing thing was the team had the answers. They knew what to do. The leaders wouldn't listen. So 50% on the sales floor became 80% on the sales floor. It was September of the year. They were down 10% the budget for the year. They ended up three. We totally created opportunity out of the obstacle. There really was no obstacle. It was simply identified and closed. So overcoming it was simply listening to the team, closing the gap. It was, it was really that simple. The opportunity was in listening and in leadership. Uh, Judy, what do you think? I think you're pushing one of my most passionate buttons when you talk about overcoming obstacles, because to begin with, even like when people have talked about what do you see in general between great leaders and not great leaders, my first instinct was to say the ability to overcome obstacles, like the group that I would not want on my team would be making excuses for why things weren't able to be done. And the people that I loved as leaders on my team were people that would say, here's an obstacle and here's how, I, how I'm going to overcome it. I, I just think it's the difference between great leaders and not great leaders. And so many times people, I know from the very beginning of my sales training, when people would be nervous because they were trying to sell something and somebody was stating an obstacle, it's like, well, when they state an obstacle, they're giving you the reason to be able to overcome it. So if they tell you, if they don't say anything, if they're quiet, that's bad. If they bring up an obstacle, that's good. Because then you know what they aren't liking about it. So you know how to overcome it. So I've just always been very passionate about overcoming obstacles. And I think that Gapology presents such a great format to look at obstacles with, re, you know, with regard to obstacles and knowledge, obstacles in importance, obstacles in action, and obstacles with the leader first, and then obstacles with the team. So I'm passionate about obstacles, and I love people who can overcome them. I just think that I'm not that great at dealing with people who make excuses and tell me why something can't be done. 
And I, I love anyone who is just working to say, Hey, here's an obstacle, but here's, let's try to overcome it this way. And even if it doesn't work, you're putting forth effort. And then if that doesn't work, you can try something else. So I love overcoming obstacles. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. And if I Sarah, what are in, your thoughts? Yeah, I I think that she emphasizes it well <laughs> because in in <laughs> our work together with relatively speaking, we run workshops and we help organizations curate a solution that works for them. And usually these workshops are born out of what? Obstacles or conflicts or things that are going wrong within the organization. And they need us to come in and probably say the same thing they've been telling their team, if we're honest, right? Or sometimes facilitate a new way of looking at things, which is why it was a really natural segue when, relatively speaking, started working with Gapology and we, you know, became uh, Gapologists with a capital G and began running these workshops officially. And it's been really fun. And, and I know that one of the shticks of Judy and I working together is our age difference. And the fact that we have incredibly different backgrounds and different upbringings, but we looked at our careers at a certain point when I think we both wanted to stop working for other people. We looked at each other and we said, wait a second, couldn't we just help people realize this thing? Because we have very different careers, uh, very different outlooks and ways of approaching things, but everyone is dealing with the same conflicts and obstacles. And that's why bringing it back to the core material, Gapology is such a great tool because as Mark will tell you, it does not matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter who you are, what level of leadership, what level of skills and knowledge. It's an equation. You pop this on any organization and, and there she runs. And it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing when you watch this in action because they have the data that represents it. And I think one of the coolest things, because I'm a nerd and I think about these things like data and analysis <laughs> and, and, and post-mortems of projects. Um, my boyfriend will joke because the only things I get excited about are like black and white cookies and meetings. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if I smell a meeting, I'm just really, really hopping. So I think it's really exciting to look back on things and see how you did and see if you did well and see if you didn't. You know, if you did any sports as a kid, if you did t-ball, if you were baseball, if you if you did anything that required discipline, you have to look back at what you did to be able to improve. And it's the people who stick their head in the sand, like Mark was saying, and you never bring it up and you never do anything about it. You're not going to go anywhere. So I think we're equally passionate, but that's my take on obstacles. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Brian, anything to add? Yeah, I, I think um, being open, not just to discover or identify what the gap is, but really open to seeking out the gap, even if it's your own, and especially if it's your own, because you have no better control over a performance gap than your own. If you can go after that, if you can actually look for it, and then go after it. And, you know, everything we're talking about here is all, all about opportunities for growth. And if we just start by closing our own knowledge gaps first around what the actual obstacle is, first of all, trying to identify that, um, and then identify the, you know, the, the gap around it, I think that just will um, provide us so much information then that we can move forward with. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really true. And I think that so many times as leaders, we are looking in, we're frustrated because there's a gap and there we are trying to figure out what the obstacle is. And the more we talk about it, the more we have to look at ourselves and mm -hmm. say, are we knowledge about 
knowledgeable about all aspects of this? Like, do we understand exactly what's going on? And are thing are there things that we should have recognized earlier that we didn't, or things we didn't pay attention to, so we didn't realize they were really gaps in either knowledge or importance or action. And you guys would all crack up if I would tell you that today I was on a call talking about curriculum usage at Bach to Rock, where Sarah and I did a presentation on gapology to the Bach to Rock organization. So we're talking now about our gaps in our specific center in curriculum. And the director of operations said, well, do you think it's a gap in knowledge or importance or action. I was like, yeah, you are using awesome. my words against me. This is so unfair. Perfect. But, you know, but I had to look back and just say, you know, is it something, and as we all as leaders of our center talked about, you know, as other things we said curriculum is important, but when all of a sudden camps were happening or COVID or virtual lessons or people were out, all of a sudden we de-emphasized this curriculum. So we were, by our actions, unintentionally um, showing it really wasn't as important as we had said it was because we were getting off track with it. So it's it's really so important to look at yourselves. And I just think that as a leader, when you recognize your own gaps, especially in front of the team and say, hey, I know that I probably haven't realized this gap in knowledge, or I didn't realize that we were unintentionally saying this wasn't as important by things we were emphasizing. But I know that I need to do this. It just, it opens other people up to say, oh, maybe I wasn't doing this as well either. You know, where if you're saying I was always right, it's just all of you guys that are just evidently not <laughs> executing appropriately. Right. You know? No, that's great. Thank you, Judy. Uh, Brian, write this down. Uh, obstacles. <laughs> no, here we go again. Oh, geez. Write this down. Obstacles are simply opportunities. So in this hey. case, in the story <laughs> I was telling, 50% of the product off the floor was an obstacle. But it was simply an opportunity because the team knew that it wasn't right and they knew how to get the product on the floor. So immediately, simply by listening to the team, everything changed. So this was a knowledge gap created by, I presume, the leader. And it was quickly overcome by the team by saying, hey, we've got to, you know, we know how to overcome this. So uh, it was that simple. Well, I always, I've always felt, um, Mark, that, you know, if you were like, like giving it your all and there wasn't any gap, there was no obstacle that you saw to overcome, that would be really hard. I mean, to say, there's just like nothing else we can possibly do. But if we're able to say, here's a gap, here's something that if we do something differently, we can do better. That provides opportunity where, I guess I've just really never been in that situation where I've been up against the wall saying there is just nothing else to do. So yeah, I, I've never, I've never encountered it myself. Yeah. So maybe, so it, case, I don't know, uh, you had to be in the same industry up against your own stuff for 20 years of nothing changing or something, but I don't know. I can't see any yeah. of us ever being there. No. I don't think that day will ever come, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
And so I think they're in the same boat as people who are bored. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree, Sarah. Right. Yeah, and I think the best way to to discover a new gap <laughs> is to ask somebody. You know, you ask yeah. anybody, and they're going to be able to tell you something. So I, yeah. I love that. Just just ask questions. So let's so let's shift gears to the importance gap. So some leaders don't ask questions. They lead by telling. Leaders need to lead by asking questions. So in the story we were using from the retail organization, had the leader ask, why are we down 10%? The answer was already there. So what if we made thinking and ideas heroic? What if they became heroic? What if setting expectations of plus 3% versus minus 10% became a conversation as to why? Why down 10? Anybody know? Anybody have a solution? I mean, it was there. What if we created heroes around that and we listened? We need to zip our lips off then as leaders and let the team talk. And we listen. Clear expectations of plus 3% with this team that was down 10 would have revealed exactly what needed to be done. It was right there. They knew it. They felt it. They knew how to do it. But there was something standing in their way. So the obstacle, once again, was simply an opportunity if we would have just listened and asked questions. So yeah. what do you think, Judy? No, I think it's so important. And it's just what's so amazing about talking about gapology, I've said this from the beginning, is that it occurs like daily, hourly, by the minute in my life. And without even trying, like, I'm going to go back to this. We had a very lengthy staff meeting on curriculum, which was really interesting today. And what we really came down to is like, like we're hiring musicians, you know, people that love music and want to share their love of music. And we're asking them to get kids to join bands and, have them come play at an event and talk to the parents. And, you know, it all came down to like pausing and let's not like make our amazing, musician teachers crazy by mandating a whole bunch of things. And let's take a step back and talk about why these things are so important. And that's exactly the importance gap. You know, it's like, you can mandate things. You can say you have to be at a certain point and you have to meet a certain metric, but all of a sudden it's like, we have to take a step back and really talk about why, you know, we haven't been in person. We've gotten really busy. We've asked more of people. The teachers have back to back to back lessons. And we're saying, do this more, do this more. And it's like, let's pause and just take a step back talk about why we're doing things. It's why do we want to have kids in bands? You know, it's a better experience and kids in bands want to perform because they're excited to be with their peers. And, but it, it really, by saying, let's take a step back and talk about why we're really saying, let's close this importance gap. Because now we have the knowledge, but we're trying to go too quickly to like, you know how to do. Why aren't we doing it? But like, 
let's yep. talk about why it's so important. Yep. Yeah. And they are sequential. You got to identify right. the knowledge gap and close it first. And then, and then the importance gap comes right in behind that. So once you learn that, it makes it, it makes it easy. Sarah, what do you think? Well, I just love how many examples Judy gives about Bakhtarak because I still remember when she introduced this book to them and she saw a recognizable shift in her actually very young workforce. I mean, through from what she's used to in the corporate world, this is a pretty big shock to the different generation to work with for a woman who calls me for tech support. So um but I but it took the emotion out of it. Write that she down. Shared. <laughs> but it took it took that 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 kind of tinging uh, emotional aspect out of identifying something that's wrong, like Mark was saying, where maybe it could be an issue that the that the boss actually uh, was the cause or the reason for. So even bringing it up makes you feel like walking on eggshells. And how are they going to take this? And should I be the one to bring this up? And when she introduced gapology to them, it just became like, oh, I'm a gapologist. Oh, I've got a magnifying glass and looking for gaps in the organization. <laughs> and great. it was like little, these people fluttering around with butterfly catchers to catch gaps. And they're like excited to bring them to her. Like, oh, I figured it out like Sherlock Holmes or Scooby-Doo. And, and it just totally- That's Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> um, but it's been really fun to see that, to see that change and how people, and it's kind of an ironic thing to notice because if the importance is getting everybody to feel the reason that you're bonded to the cause and the reason and you kind of have this unifying vision for it it's also taking the emotion out of the identifying of the gaps um and so at the same time you're trying to work with both of them but um it's also just like my response here you need to narrow it down to be concise right you have to say what are you actually looking for and if you ask the workforce, if you ask your team, they're going to tell you what's confusing. Oh, they wanted me to do this, but then they also told me to do this while I'm trying to focus on this, like Judy's curriculum and COVID and virtual um, kind of madness over there. And so you have to step back, take the breathing room and say, what is our true north? What do we really want to accomplish here? What's going to make us feel like we moved the needle? Because we're going to have endless to-do lists. We are humans and we're motivated to succeed and achieve and accomplish. So we're going to keep having to do things. But to really say what KPI, what metric, what number, whether it's sales or investors or students or sponsors, whatever you're trying to move towards, narrow it down, hone it in, close the gap. Well done. Yeah. And I, I guess I'll bring something up that kind of shows like um, my vuln vulnerability and how um, other leaders may not recognize this, but like being in a, the dynamics of having my son who is like closer to the age and he's a musician with all the other employees. And I'm like, okay, I've run a business before. Not like I portray myself that way, but they know that. So like in a most recent situation where we were trying to get this big event going that admittedly I probably overcommitted for us to do something. Um, but the people were like, they knew I wouldn't want to hear some of their responses, but they kind of like say that to Jake and he's, so he's like, uh, like Eric maybe mentioned that, you know, he, he'll do whatever you want, but um, maybe he doesn't want to say what you might not want to hear. So it's kind of like an interesting dynamic to have that kind of middle person that helps me because other leaders might not realize that really is you being the obstacle if people don't feel comfortable 
like sharing what the true obstacle is, which in, in this situation would have been like, I probably overcommitted to something that was maybe not worth the effort, but I was the one that made the relationship connection, had the event that people didn't really want to like say that maybe to me because they didn't want to disappoint me or didn't want to tell me what they didn't think I wanted to hear, but I had this like secondary person. So I just bring that up as I think it's a, uh, I'm grateful. I have that situation and that, you know, I have that intermediate like person that can like share that with me. Cause I think that's important that some leaders may not realize that if you don't like look yourself straight in the mirror and say, do people really feel comfortable telling me what they they think I don't want to hear, then you're really, you know, missing an opportunity. Well, thank you for absolutely sharing your innermost feelings. Right. All that. Well, I figured right. that you would be like really vulnerable and share something and play some guitar <laughs> yeah. for us or something now. Cause I see that in the background. <laughs> Anything to add, Brian? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I love all that. And, and I think, uh, you know, specifically with Judy, you know, being vulnerable and being open to that, because when you look at gapology, one of the fundamental things that we teach is if you have a knowledge gap, you know, where your team doesn't know what to do or how to do it. It's like, we own that as, as the leader, right? If we have an importance gap where our team doesn't know why they need to do something or when it needs to be done, we own that too. Um, so we need to start uh, in closing any of those importance gaps or knowledge gaps by looking in the mirror, like she said. I thought that was super important. And then what Sarah was saying around narrowing things down and and bonding to the cause. Oh, I love that. That should be on the t-shirt. Write that down. Mark, write that down. Write that down, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I love that. I, th- I think simplicity is critical when we're trying to overcome any sort of obstacles. We need to figure out what it is, Let's keep it simple. Let's let's put the steps in place to overcome it, and let's let's get working on it. But we can't skip right away from understanding what the obstacle is to the action. We need to understand the whys behind it. Well done, well done. So, one of the things Judy really brought up was blame. Yeah. So, what if we could create a culture where we avoided blame? What if the obstacle was not something that we blame someone for? but it was an opportunity and we created a culture that wasn't about blame. Think how quickly we could surface all of the obstacles and overcome them. So as leaders, we've got to avoid blame. We, we've got to avoid it in our behavior. We've got to challenge it within the team and again, tie the obstacles back to opportunity. In every economic environment, we're going to see winners and losers. And we need to, in sequential order, close the knowledge gap, which is identify the obstacle, close the importance gap, create a culture where obstacles are talked about, where leaders ask why we're missing a given performance metric. And then that moves the team to action when we avoid blame and we create heroes for overcoming the obstacles. It, it's a total game changer. Move the product to the sales floor. Think about it. 
sell the product. Who's to blame? Let's get it done. And suddenly we're overcoming the budget. Surprise, surprise. So as leaders, the answers are often right there. They're right in front of us. We need to listen. We need to humble ourselves. We need to understand that the team likely knows how to get there if we set the clear expectations. So again, the sequence is important. Knowledge gap, product to the floor in terms of identifying that as the obstacle. Importance gap, creating a culture where we can talk about it. And then action gap where we sell the product and suddenly everything has changed. So gapology applied to overcoming obstacles uh, works. It works every time. It works in every environment. And it's pretty simple. And we just need to uh, understand we can base our entire leadership around that. And, uh, and it works. Judy, you've done that. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's simpler than it would seem, right? I mean, it, we can overcomplicate a lot of problems. But if we really break it down to the gapology model of do we really know what to do? Does everyone really know that? And do we understand why it's important? And are people taking actions? And if not, why? And how do we change that? And just looking within each of those, what are the obstacles? How do we close them? How do we talk about it? I, I think it's much simpler. People overcomplicate solving very simple issues. Yeah, wow. Which is why I fell in love with gapology from the beginning, as you know. Yes, well uh, well said. Sarah? Well, you would think that the, the the one with the short, crazy hair and the tattoos would be all about action in the action gap, right? <laughs> that this would be my favorite. Hey, your hair the, is long. I know. I said that, but this is going to be an audio thing. They don't know that. Um, Are you talking about Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the rebel over there. Oh, yeah. Um, but actually, the, the action gap can be one of the most anxiety-inducing gaps for the leaders, right? Because we've talked about it. We own the first two. <laughs> and, and if we are good leaders, we more than likely have maybe just a smidge of control issues. Um, and we would like to control the things, which is why we want to help fix, grow the things. But action is really owned by the team. And it's really in their hands to put the pressure on to actually physically rearrange the storeroom and stock it in that way and keep it going and say, this is the new way that we do things. And it's that commitment that is built on the closing of the importance gap, which is why that emphasis on the order is so important. Because if you just try and slap a, an action band-aid on the end, <laughs> you're not going to actually solve the problem because you're totally neglecting the fact that there's no base knowledge not importance. And that's why the tools of capology in general in this book are so cool because they're the tools that let you drill down in those individual areas and say, do we know for sure the knowledge gap is closed? Let's do an exercise. Let's do some training. Let's do some role play. Do we know for sure everyone in the room is nodding? That gap is closed. Let's move on. And then you go to the importance and you have to do it to that emphasis because that's how you know that you're building the strong structure. Because if you get weak buy-in or fake buy-in and you get to this culture of non-accountability at the end, then it's just all going to be like grains of sand. It's just, you're going to pick it up and it's going to be nothing. Um, I have more than a few gingerbread houses that had this fate. It's not pretty. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you, you have to make sure that foundation is strong and that the, the team 
knows to hold themselves accountable. And going back to that example with Judy's team, the fact that they get all peppy and excited to be like, ooh, Judy, a gap. But like, there might be times or certain topics that it's harder to bring things up to her. I know I work with her as well. <laughs> you know, we, we all have different um, ways of approaching discussing conflict and things like that. But, but to, in general, have a culture that allows these things to be discussed in a very respectful way that that helps everyone grow um, is the best way for teams to stay together. And, you know, Judy's on the call and that's what she's been known for in her career is the strength of her teams and the way that they stay together. So it's only natural that we were using Gapology for a number of our, our workshops before we started working with you guys. So, well, ironically, the, the, the gist of why people don't like to bring things up would be like, if they're going to tell me something won't work before they try it or tell me like what the obstacles are. I do have an issue with that because I, it is like when we came into this situation where somebody didn't want to bring something up, it's like, here's the conflict with me. <laughs> A person is like, I am an, and before even talking about this call or overcoming obstacles, it's like, if you would define me, it's I'm a person who has been successful because I've learned to overcome obstacles. So when somebody, when I present an opportunity and someone tells me why it won't work without like saying why, or like what might be the obstacles that we might encounter and how we might overcome them and just like nixes it, that, that doesn't really work very well with me. <laughs> So, and it is because I want to, I am like, okay, if somebody says, yeah, this might not work because of this, it's like, well, what could we do to overcome it? And it's like, well, we could do this, this, and this. And it's like, ah, yeah, that's probably a little bit more effort than we really want to put forth. But if we just start with, it's not going to work. That doesn't suit me very well. Right. Yeah. I think you're bringing up some incredible points. I mean, great leaders overcome obstacles. I think right. that's what you said. Um, great leaders are often the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Think about that. But yeah. they listen. They listen and they avoid blame and they educate the team and we overcome. We overcome every time. Yeah. Gapology is all about identifying and closing. You identify yeah. and close the knowledge gap, you identify and close the importance gap. You identify and close the action gap, we win. So you have to live in an environment where uh, overcoming obstacles is the daily routine. It's the game. We have obstacles every day. We avoid blame. It's not about a person. It's about the gap. And we close the gap. Agree. Game over. Rams win. Soon. Okay. Too, Too soon. soon. Yeah. I, I gave that example today in our meeting when I was talking about there was this one um, center that out of the gates was like number one and we were clearly number two, but we've been like, boom, 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 boom. Like for we're open third year in a row for the month of March, we're up 41% projected. That is amazing. And, wow. and I'm like, I love being number two. I go, we are like the Cincinnati Bengals. And Jake is like, too soon. <laughs> too soon. The exact same thing. Yeah. That was tough. So Brian, bring us home. Bring yeah, us I home, think, Brian. All right. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of things uh, that I was thinking as we're going through it. So 
number one, keep it simple. Um, start with yourself. Look internally at your own gaps. If you've got a, a, an obstacle out there, first of all, identify what that is. What's the root cause of it? Is there a knowledge gap? Is there an importance gap? And then is there an action gap with myself as the leader? Start there. And then from there, you can move to your team. I think uh, too often we, we jump in to try to solve it before we take these systematic steps. So um, I, I think that's, uh, that's critical. Um, and remember that seeking out obstacles aren't a bad, that, that's not a bad thing. You know, it gives you an opportunity for growth. So that's my final word. Anybody else have anything left? Oh, Brian, I do. And it's, yeah, please. it's just kind of that door handle moment because we have to learn from other leaders, right? That's part of knowing whether or not we're the problem or the obstacle is having people that can either mentor us or that we can learn from and we can pick those brains. So a lot of the, the leaders in my life and my career, I've either learned a great example of what to do or what not to do. And one of them recently had a really great quote. And you know, when you get older, fewer and fewer things like give you an awe-inspiring paradigm shift. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's, those are a little fewer and far between than when you're a young leader. But she said this in a meeting and it just resonated. It was, there's wins and learns. And it wasn't wins and losses. It was wins and learns. And I loved that framing of it because neither of those are negative. I'm either winning or I'm learning. And it's not this bipolar wow. yin yang of I'm winning or I'm losing. And I think, Mark, sometimes the point of a team getting stuck is that they're not addressing issues. But I think sometimes it can be just as debilitating to a team if they only focus on complaining about the issues. And they get in that same type of analysis paralysis, if you will. And they get stuck there saying, woe is me, woe is me. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. We're always talking about the issues. Why don't they get better? but they're not actually looking forward at closing the gaps. They're just all waving the flags of, I found all the gaps. <laughs> got a metal detector and a bucket full of clams and they're like gaps for sale. You know, they just got tons of them. But, but it's really about, but really diving in and saying we have to be future focused. If it's a win or a learn, we're still moving forward. Either we won and we breezed past the gap because we anticipated one and because we anticipated it, we didn't get caught off guard by it. So that's a win. Or it's a learn. And there was a gap, but we identified it when we started the project. We kind of knew that something like this could have happened. It did. We pivoted and we moved on. It was a learn. And never are you stuck in the mud or back in the broke with a broken ankle, but you're like, you know, keeping keeping that momentum. And I think that's what Judy taught me and passed down. If you didn't notice, it's like the energizer bunny momentum. Just ne never stop. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Momentum is one of my favorite phrases. I, I think it's so critical. We can either be stuck moving backwards, stuck there, living in the past, or we can be moving forward. Everything we do creates momentum. Um, yeah. And well, just to like bring that up today. as we've just watched the Super Bowl and stuff like that. I mean, when, having spent such a long time at Buffalo Wild Wings, I talked a lot about momentum because you can see it so much in sports where you have yep. two teams that are very capable. They have the same athletes. They have the same skills. And when one team gets momentum and they start that feeling of like, we can do this and we can do more and we can do more. You can just see the same teams like perform better and it is momentum. And that is really the great leader that helps catch those moments to be able to create that momentum. And totally. yeah, totally. Absolutely. 
Very good. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, I think that'll be good for tonight. Ryan um, is we'll, like here to like stop us talkers to say, okay, <laughs> it is bedtime for let's some roll. people. Let's roll. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, I think it's uh, late there for you, right? Yeah, it's coming <laughs> up on, you know, midnight 30. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all later. Everybody have a great week. All right. Thanks, Brian. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Talk Bye. to you later. Okay, well, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everybody have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.